Hey, it's Brian. If you're feeling sidelined, get back in the game with a graduate degree in sport and performance psychology from the University of Western States. Mental performance coaches are needed in this ever-changing and competitive world. The University of Western States online master's and doctoral degrees in sport and performance psychology teach you the skills that are needed to help athletes perform at their best both on and off the field. Visit uws.edu slash take the lead for more information. One more time, uws.edu slash take the lead. All right, let's start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Popularity is a slippery beast. As a podcast host, I am always looking for interesting guests with recognizable names, fancy job titles, and experience to share. My goal is always to provide actionable advice for all of you and share it through either my voice and experience or my guests. But I get back to the original premise, this whole concept of popularity and virality and shareability, it's totally unpredictable. You hear people in marketing always saying, I want viral content, as if it's that easy. That's not a strategy, that's a dream. My belief has always been you make a lot of quality content and try to learn from each piece that resonates with your audience. You know, you constantly refine and adjust and you try things and you test them and you measure them and you check the results. You know, you're not always adjusting in a, in a major way, you know, not always a complete shift, just subtle movements in your approach, your tone, your content, the focus. Now, let's be clear, going viral or even that term, which drives me nuts, to be honest with you, or having something spike in popularity doesn't always connect to your business. The concept of just going viral is flawed. I wrote an article, year, an article years back when I had my own site, and it was a, a funny article comparing injuries in hockey to injuries in baseball. It was pretty good, if I do say so myself, and it went nuts. Hundreds of thousands of views, hundreds of thousands of Facebook likes, thousands of shares across multiple f- platforms on all kinds of sites and all kinds of you know aggregators. The thing went crazy. Now, this was for a site that was getting like a thousand visits a day, and all of a sudden, I'm getting hundreds of thousands for this one article. But guess what? It did zero for my bottom line, literally zero. It resulted in no further business or revenue growth. Sure, we can talk about brand exposure and the potential to grab new audience, but for all the virality, it made little impact on my actual business because it it wasn't necessarily connected to what I do. It was just a fun article that people shared around, enjoyed in the moment, and then moved on with their life. So viral in and of itself doesn't always change the calculus of your business. It has to all be connected, the content to the business strategy. You know, those two things have to be aligned, making content that leads to what you do and what you provide is makes a lot more sense. So now let's get back to this year podcast. I don't reach for popularity anymore. I try to let it happen naturally by delivering the information that the audience, you guys, can grow from. If I give you good stuff, in theory, you'll want to share it. You'll want to talk about it. You'll want to listen to it and talk about it. And so I book guests based on the impact I believe they can have. And then I sit back and 
watch to see what happens check the download numbers and try to learn from each little tweak or little why did this one do well or did it have something to do with seasonality or did it have something to do with you know sales versus marketing versus this and trying to understand the audience better and better Sometimes they have a vibe, you know, like when a big name like Lee Steinberg or Dan Duquette, you know, those are going to be pretty popular. But what has been truly eye opening and totally connected to our brand and your audience expectations is that when guests like Colleen Scholes, Maylin Vu and Mark Coscarello, who are talent acquisition managers with the Philadelphia Eagles, Cleveland Indians and USGA, respectively, They've doubled up Lee Steinberg in terms of downloads. Lee Steinberg, bigger name. Colleen Scholes, Malin Vu, Mark Oscarello, that's what you're looking for here. The information they provide that will help you work in sports. It's connected really well to our brand. Not that Lee Steinberg isn't, but it's connected to what we do. It's what you expect. So it comes down to knowing your audience and what they want. So why am I talking about all this? Well, Chelsea Zahn was a guest I booked last year. A young woman on the rise in the sports industry working in partnership activation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. To me, she met the criteria for a great guest. She's charismatic. She has an interesting career because not many people know about partnership activation. She's pretty new to the industry but finding success and with a major team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and she was willing to share great advice. So I make it, I interview her, I'm proud of the content, but I have no connection to how popular it will be. I have no idea how it will do. And you know what? I was completely amazed when her episode became the second most downloaded of 2019 behind only Maylin Vu, who I, come on, she's a rock star of 2019. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you're crazy. But it goes to tell you again, I've created some episodes that I'm like, that was awesome. And it does okay. And I do others that I'm like, "Eh, I think that was decent. And it does great. So you just have to keep paying attention to all these things and understand why that happens and try to understand it the best you can. But this is one that I was always really proud of, and I'm glad that you guys all gravitated to as well. I'm guessing many of you new to the show haven't listened to this episode with Chelsea. So today is your day. Here is Chelsea's on partnership activation manager for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let me tell you something. Chelsea is really good about connecting with people on LinkedIn and providing advice and sharing her story. So after you listen to this and you fall for Chelsea like I did and the information she's sharing, don't be afraid to reach out to her and connect and tell her how much you liked hearing from her. All right, here she is. Chelsea's on. Hey, Chelsea, how are you doing today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you about this because you're in a side of the industry and partnership activation. It's a cool title, but I don't think a lot of people fully understand it. So it's going to be fun to get into that part of the uh, topic today. But before we get into all that, You've been with the Steelers for a little over four years now, which I think just made everybody in the audience really jealous. Um, (laughs) But let's start at your beginning, before all the NFL stuff. You attended Duquesne and graduated with a degree in business administration, sports marketing. When did you kind of figure out that you wanted to go down the sports route as a career? Well, it took a while. Um, I... Just to briefly go back to high school, um, I had been a track athlete for a while, and uh, I was actually into band, um, the marching band, all that jazz, and uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I went to school, um, but got a track offer from Duquesne and decided to ditch the ditch the trumpet, right, ditch all the music, <laughs> and uh, go to Duquesne and pick up a business degree. I started out in um, advertising, actually. 
and I was, you know, kind of into it um, with graphic design and, and all that, but just wasn't in love with it, right? I mean, you don't really know what you want to do when you're even in college for, for, for the majority of, uh, of students. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my track coaches actually encouraged me to check out sports marketing. Um, didn't know much about it or, or what it entailed and uh, made the switch going into my sophomore year. And I still can't believe to this day that, you know, just making that one decision has led to all of this (laughs) over the past, you know, five, six, seven years. Um, It's been incredible. And there's been a lot of, uh, it just makes a lot of sense being in Pittsburgh and with all the different professional sports teams and and other semi-professional teams to get involved with. Um, It's it's a great major and, you know, very grateful that it's kind of led me to today, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, So while in school, you were on the track and field team. And then you also, uh, internships are such an important part of your growth in the sports industry. You did an internship with a, with the Pittsburgh Passion, which is the women's professional full tackle football team. So mm-hmm. what, what was that experience like as you, one of your first internships in the sports industry after you had made that transition from business administration to the sports marketing side of, of your, your major? What was that kind of experience like with the with the Passion? Well, I will say when I made the switch to sports marketing, I was pretty intimidated on applying to the Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates, um, and not right. only that, but you know they're more focused on hiring juniors, seniors, etc. Um, so for me, being a little sophomore, it was uh, pretty intimidating. And um, long story short, I had a, a colleague at Duquesne who played for the team. Um, she was one of the women's football players and encouraged me to come with her to practice. Um, and I just got to talking to the ownership and um, just kind of said, hey, how, how can I help? How can I get started? And, you know, the uh, the 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 easel was was blank right um they were like whatever you want to do yeah um and and i've had many of those you know whatever you want to do opportunities in my life um so i took advantage of it and uh really did a little bit of everything um from in-game operations to running the website to the social media strategy to um actually managing a group of interns at the uh young age of of 19 right (laughs) um i just had such a blast with it it was it was an endless um, sea of opportunity with the team, and you know, not only that, but I mean, it was it was football, right? I mean, growing right. up in Pittsburgh, you love football from, you know, your friends playing in the backyard to the Pittsburgh Steelers your entire life. So um, it was a very comfortable realm for me to get involved and um, got a lot of great opportunity out of it for for a strong four years. I think that's I mean, your strategy there is so important. I want to emphasize that. So many people, when they're looking for internships, go for the big name, the bright lights. Oh, I want to go intern with the Steelers or I want to go intern at ESPN. And what they don't realize is that a lot of the uh, internships with minor league teams or with smaller networks or with smaller, whatever they may be, smaller agencies, you get to do a lot more. You actually get your hands into a lot more and get to have a lot of different experiences. And it sounds like you really benefited from that. Uh, absolutely. And, and even when I go back to speak at Duquesne University or, you know, get to talk to some kids in college who are, you know, again, all big eyed and, you know, want to yep. apply to those big companies, it, you know, it's a different experience when you can go into a semi-professional team or a smaller company and get way more experience than, you know, 
pushing papers and making phone calls at, at a bigger company and getting coffee, right? Oh, my gosh, <laughs> um, so true. So, I mean, I, I was hesitant for a very long time. Um, it, it wasn't until my senior year of Duquesne, um, you know, the, the wind blew the right way and um, got the opportunity to interview for a marketing internship at the Steelers. Um, so the fall of my senior year, I got to work in the offices. And, you know, again, it was, you know, a very light, responsible role, but um, I just went to talk to other people in the office. Hey, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I learn more about what you're doing? Um, and ended up getting a call back actually a couple months after I graduated to um, apply for the uh, an assistance role into the sponsorship department. Um, did that for 10 months and then got offered a full-time position, which is what I'm in today. See, I think so it's really crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. <laughs> and I think it's great though. It's, a, it's another lesson to share is that you know, you get that great thing on your resume by having the internship with the Steelers and that stands out and you're in the door, you're in the business with mm-hmm. them. And it feels like, and I try to tell people all, this all the time, when you're on an internship, you're basically interviewing every single day. You're showing mm-hmm. them what you can do. And is that kind of the way you approached it where you were in the building interning with the Steelers and here's a chance to prove myself every single day. Well, it was funny because when I went into the interview for the marketing internship, I mean, I brought my graphic design projects and my marketing plans and my social strategies. And it was just funny because I didn't, I didn't really need any of that, right? <laughs> and, um, and then I thought, oh, well, how am I going to show anybody, you know, what I can really do? Um, and again, it was just natural conversation with others in the department and in the organization to say, hey, oh, you do graphic design or, um, hey, you're doing all of this with a passion. Um, and it actually aligned with activation, right? I didn't even realize I was doing a lot of the, the things in sponsorship um, when I was with the passion that, that I've been doing for the past four years with the Steelers. So um, it was a very surprising but easy transition, you know, working for the sponsorship department when I finally got a, a full-time role. So I went back and I was reading an article that was written on you, which is really very flattering, by the way. Um, and there was a quote in there from the co-owner of The Passion, Teresa Kahn, who is the co-owner with Franco Harris, which I didn't realize, but that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize until I was doing my own research, but that's really cool. But she said about you, and this is like the greatest compliment you could ever receive, I think. Uh, she said, I've been coaching for more than 30 years, and I know when someone's going to be successful. Chelsea will be successful at anything she does because she's a combination of ambitiousness and hard work. Now, it probably makes you blush a little bit to hear that said back to you, but that is the ultimate compliment and a really good referral. In your experience, what she's saying, what I hear her saying right there is that you're coachable, right? Somebody can work with you and and help you and and get you where you want to go. How important is that? How important is it to be a person who is coachable in the workplace? Uh, important is an understatement. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've learned a ton from Teresa, and I, and I, I appreciate that that compliment so so very much. I, I'm very in debt to her and, and the opportunity she's she's brought to me to to really develop such a great career um, in a short amount of time. But um, being coachable is is vital in, in any job. Um, again, when I go back to speak to, to kids in college and, and even my um, old neighbors or, or anybody that's that's young and aspiring to for a career, um, taking criticism and being coachable is one of the most important things that you can can have as, as far as a um, you know attribute to, to who you are. 
Um, being an athlete, you know, you're you're analyzed over and over and over again for a very long time, um, no matter what sport you play, right? I mean, being analyzed and, yep. and trying to get better and taking criticism um, to grow is is very is a very important part of the game, no matter what sport you play. And you know, when you get out into the real world, you can't take um, criticism, you know, personally, uh, you're only doing it to get better. And, and I find it very ironic that, you know, being on the football field and being criticized for a move or, you know, Hey, you could have, uh, gone in a little bit faster or, or anything like that. Um, it transfers over to your real, your real career. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm in client services, right. You have people who, you know, press you hard <laughs> and challenge you and, and criticize you for uh, the, the smallest things or the biggest things. And you have to be able to take that criticism and, and find a solution for that. Um, and not only do you have to be coachable, but, you know, one of the mottos that, that Teresa has taught me is, is to be a solution person in everything that you do. Um, and I've really taken that motto to heart in my daily life. And, you know, to be able to provide a, a solution to a mistake you made or um, a problem or a challenge, you know, to provide that solution for a client, nonetheless, is is vital in everything that you're doing externally, but but also internally with your relationships that you have at work. It's so important to remember is having that attitude of solving problems rather than creating them, right? Or, mm-hmm. uh, or being able to rebound from a mistake. I mean, those are really important traits. Okay, so most people, as they're kind of identifying where they want to go in their career, they come up with something that's easily identifiable, right? I want to be a sports reporter or I want to work in sports mm-hmm. sales or be a coach or a trainer. You're going to have to explain your role a little bit because partnership activation sounds like a really a couple of cool buzzwords thrown together, you know, like activation is such a cool one. <laughs> Partnerships. Okay. I think I get it. Um, you know, you, you can kind of piece it together, but it, from your view on the inside, explain your role and how you fit in the grand scheme of the Steelers operation. Sure. So um, I am a partnership activation specialist, which is very similar to a partnership activation manager or a partnership marketing manager. Um, It's all really the same thing. Uh, When you're in sports, you have a sponsorship department who, um, you know, sells uh, assets to a company to advertise with the team or, you know, host events or um, to purchase hospitality for the games. And basically, the sales team is selling those sponsorships, and then they are given to the partnership activation team to execute, right, to make sure that the signs are put up, the radio spots are scheduled, the um, events are coordinated, the game day, game day hospitality is sent, right? Um, so that's really my job. Now, being a specialist is just taking it a step further in really understanding your fans, understanding your assets, really being able to um, take it a step further in consulting with the client on how their social post is performing and what that means or how many times their sign is exposed during a television broadcast and what that means. Um, You know, just doing whatever we can to become more knowledgeable in the sponsorship department to then, you know, kind of recycle that and um, create more knowledge for the sales team so when they go out they are smarter and um, how they're pitching and and selling to uh, potential clients so how yeah go ahead (laughs) how would you characterize the important skill set to thrive in this role like what is if somebody's in college right now and is thinking to themselves that sounds pretty cool i think i would be interested in that what kind of Mm -hmm. skill sets do you think people need to develop 
and get become the master of to there then be a good candidate for a job in par- partnership activation? Uh, being coachable, number one, <laughs> um, but more so just having a a strong interest in um, in relationships and in sports. Um, it's not just one category. I mean, I've learned so much about signage to digital and social to radio to um, event management. I mean, there's such a uh, a variety of different categories and um, topics that you have to become very knowledgeable in um, for the sake of you never know what assets are going to be in the deals that you need to coordinate. Um, it could be everything or it could be a, a little bit or it could be fully digitally focused. Um, in particular, one of the roles that I manage here um, and focus on in sponsorship is is digital and social, right? So I'm not a part of our digital and social team at the organization, but I have to know just as much as they they know about how our fans are engaging with our content and, you know, coordinating all of the different um, social posts that we need to put out for our sponsors and what messages they want to put out and what time is a good time to post that that social post, et cetera. Um, I mean, really, it's it's a very well-rounded position. I mean, you're going to learn so much. Um, Just to add on to that, uh, that graphic design experience that I came in with um, has been pretty helpful over the past couple of years just to design mock-ups for presentations or to give somebody internally a visual representation of an idea that you have or um, a message that you want to put out for a sponsor. Um, And not only that, but ironically, like photography or videography is a additional bonus to just understand how you might want to present something in a presentation. Um, but it's a, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, and, and really I didn't gain a lot of these attributes until I started in the position, right? I mean, I didn't really have a lot of client service experience until I got into this role. Um, I wasn't really talking too much to VPs and, you know, managers at other companies. I think that experience, if you can get it when you're in college is, is, very valuable um, just to be able to have those relationships and that experience and and those conversations um, to understand how to, you know, counter an argument or fix a problem um, is a really unique skill to have uh, and get while you're in college. It sounds like the way you're describing it, too, is that the job is left brain, right brain, right? It's not just organizing and prioritizing. There's a lot of creativity that comes into it as well, not only in problem solving, but in the graphic design side of things and dealing with clients and those sort of things. Do you feel like that's important is to have both sides of the ability where you're able to be organized, but also creative? I have never looked at it like that, but I completely agree with how you're describing that. I mean, it's definitely both left and right side of the brain. Um, When you come into this job, I mean, you have a very light structure of the things that you need to do on a daily basis and and what times of the year that you need to do them. But my favorite part about this position and and very similar to what I had um, when I was with the passion is that you can really make your job whatever you want it to be. Um, And I think that's the misperception of what college kids have, because I mean, that's what I had when I was in school, that these jobs were going to be a certain way, right? That you couldn't integrate your own hobbies or your interests into your job. Um, And I've been able to do that very much, um, you know, with my creative side, but also, you know, when it came down to my personality. Um, I think that was one of the things I really struggled with at first was, you know, 
just being myself, I felt like I had to be so professional all the time. And, you know, I had to be so professional in my words and, and how I talked to people and how I wrote emails and, um, you know, and I, I really value the, uh, not criticism, but just the suggestion I've had from, from some superiors above me was just to be myself, right? You know, that's what people love about you. And, uh, when I finally realized that it's been, um, it's just been great to have these relationships and, and you grow stronger ones when you just pick up the phone and ask somebody how their day is instead of always talking to them about business all the time. Right. Yeah. That's really important. Uh, you know, I was impressed when I looked back at your um, all the things you accomplished while in college. You had an internship with the Passion, which led to your internship with the Steelers, and then you have Track, and then you're working for the Passion as their marketing director. You had a lot you were managing, and then that pivots forward to now. You have the Steelers. I think have 75 different partners, and obviously you're probably not coordinating with all of them. But you, there's a lot to manage. How important is time management and prioritization and those sort of things as you go through your day, knowing you have a lot of people expecting a lot of different things out of you? Um, It can be hard. It can be hard for a lot of people. Um, You know, I I think those skills as as a student athlete and, you know, just trying to get as much experience as you can leading up to graduation um, has really been helpful. Uh, I mean, again, it's, you know, it's, it's different. You're not just managing your own accounts. You're working on everybody else's account and you're trying to help consult the sales team with their prospective clients and you're working internally on other events. I mean, this, this job is, is all over the place. It's a lot of responsibility, but, um, you know, once you start to get into the flow of things, I mean, you start to realize, you know, how to prioritize and the things that are a little more important than others, um, to get done and when, um, but that's the, that's my favorite part about this job, right? It's, it's different every single day, every Every month, every year. I mean, yes, you've got your structure of, you know, hey, the football games start in August and, you know, you could you have the opportunity every year to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and then, you know, what do you do in the off season? Well, there's a ton to do in the off season. To, right. I mean, you're in selling season, you're in sponsorship, right? Um, and and it's different every day. I mean, that's that's my favorite part that it's just it's really a job that whatever you want to make it, you, you can with some guidelines and some structure and some goals in mind, but, um, it's, it's really what you make it every day. So many marketing activations that you see nowadays revolve around digital platforms and fan engagement. You mentioned earlier, digital, social, a lot of the things that you're involved in. How much of a priority is it for you to stay up with emerging technologies and new opportunities and ideas and concepts that you can you can um, you can deliver on for a client that may be expecting something cutting edge or whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. Uh, very much so. I mean, the one of the most interesting parts about being in sponsorship with the Steelers is that you have partners who are, um, you know, national brands and they are up with the times, you know, they are on the the brink of technology using virtual reality, augmented reality, um, you know, really developing really unique social campaigns. And then you have partners who have been around Pittsburgh for a hundred years and, um, you know, they're not so into technology. They're more into relationships and exposure and, you know, you have all these different realms of, of goals and, you know, ideas for, for all these different partners and, and companies, right? However, it's extremely important to understand for those national partners or those partners that are really up into the, into the tech world um, to understand that, right? I mean, you are a consultant for the Steelers. 
um, I have to translate how our fans are going to engage with that brand or, you know, engage with digital and social and how they consume their content and why and when and how and when. Um, and it's and it's a lot. It's yeah. it's something yeah. that you can't be taught in school, right? I mean, and it's not necessarily something that you can always be taught by your organization. It's something that you have to seek out on your own because you either have interest in it or you want to get better at it or you want to be a better consultant for your clients. Um, we have really unique tools that we use in sponsorship to really track the engagement on these social posts, right? I mean, I love being able to tell a partner, hey, this was the type of engagement that you got, but also this is how it was picked up on ESPN or SportsCenter or the NFL.com and, you know, let me try to make a suggestion for you on how you can change your messaging or your creative in order to increase the engagement, so on and so forth. I don't want to go on a rampage, but no go. I just find it so <laughs> fascinating <laughs> how all of this works um, from, from signage to, uh, like I said, digital to, um, you know, radio to the fan experience. Uh, it's just, it's something that you really have to be on top of because there's 31 other teams racing to compete with you right and there's two big professional teams in your city also competing against your brand and you know going to get those sponsors and and again it really comes down to our activation team to say hey you know what's different about us compared to other teams um and and really it's it's the relationships that family atmosphere but also hey we've got technology and knowledge and strategy to you know make our partners better as as the partnership um, seasons go on it must be so much fun i can i can hear it in your voice and the way you describe it but also it just must be so much fun and challenging to, to feel every different client and what they need and understanding their business objectives and how they want to achieve them and their personality you know it's, it's got to be so much fun to figure those things out and then their best way to communicate with them and, and work with them and i don't know it sounds like a fun challenge i can see why you get so excited by it and not only that, but I've learned so much about so many different industries by having various partners, right? Like I've learned so much about um, technology of ride sharing and I've learned a ton about casinos and I've learned a ton about how automotive brands work and I've learned about hot dogs, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, the, the, uh, the knowledge is endless based on the, the partners that you have and what the sales team brings in year after year. I mean, there's really no typical, I mean, yes, you've got your Pepsis, you've got your, um, your Fords, you've got your, your banks, things like that, but it's just been, um, invaluable to learn so much about so many different things in one role, right? I mean, you don't always get the opportunity to learn about other brands or other people or, you know, how the general public is consuming or, or is banking. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think it's really neat. I mean, like I said, it's, it's different every year and it's different every day, but, uh, to have that type of knowledge is, is just really cool. I just never thought I would <laughs> learn so much in, in one role. It's so nice to hear somebody excited about their role, what they're doing, what they're learning. This has been a really great conversation. I've appreciated it so much because I've learned a lot. I love That's one of the things I love about doing these interviews is that I learn a lot about the intricacies of somebody else's job, too. And it's very interesting for me to hear all the things you're going about. And I know it'll be really interesting to our audience as well. So I greatly appreciate you. I do want to finish up with this, though. What I didn't mention early on is that not only did you work for The Passion as an intern and as marketing director... You also became a player for three seasons, winning first team All-American as a defensive end, and you also played tight end. 
So, all right, looking back, which do you prefer? Like a really crushing tackle or a really incredible game day activation? Which one gets you more excited? Well, for the audience, I'm, I'm 5'9", 165. <laughs> um, so that's why I play defensive end. That's big <laughs> in, in the women's tackle football world. Um, I will say, sacking quarterbacks was an experience I thought I'd never have is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I, run, I, I replay those plays, those moments, those feelings in my head all the time. I stupidly have pictures of me sacking other players in my office that I just look to every day for, for inspiration. Right? Um, but I will say that the job is, is, is really where it's at. Um, you know, I, I never would have thought so many skills from playing sports and, you know, overcoming adversity and, and, and challenges and, and pain and sacrifice and, and all of these um, experiences would, would, you know, transfer over to my job. I mean, not <laughs> so literally, right? There's no pain at my job. Um, but <laughs> it's just very, and I don't mean to be so um, lost for words, but it's just when you really look back at on everything that you've done over the, over such a short time and how it's led to this this conversation with you today. Um, I'm just really grateful for, for everything that has happened, the way that it's happened. Um, you know, and, and I just can't wait to see where, where life takes me. I mean, I, I love this job. I, I want to be a part of the change, the, the opportunity, you know, not only to potentially go to the Super Bowl every year, but just to, um, be a part of change and be, be a part of the culture and, um, the shift in strategies or creativity as our organization continues to grow. Um, you know, it's, it's such a great place to be. I mean, again, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh and I will always love, you know, I'm retired now, but, uh, uh, I would, I will always love the passion. I will always love football and, you know, to be able to bring those two together in, in my daily life, it's, it's incredible. Well, I think that's a fantastic place to end it. That was a really great, I mean, your inspiration, your your passion for what you're doing, not to overuse the passion term, but I mean, it, it is, it's true. <laughs> and it comes through, and I think that's so important. So thank you for sharing more about your role day in and day out, but also how you got here and all the, the skill set necessary to thrive in this role. Such important information for our, for our audience, and I really appreciate you coming on, Chelsea. No, thank you very much, Brian, for the opportunity. And again, I, I would encourage anybody to reach out to me on LinkedIn if they have any questions. I mean, I, again, I would have loved to, to reference these podcasts when I was uh, getting ready to, to enter the real world. I mean, it's, it's such an interesting dynamic for everybody. And um, just to be able to have those conversations or to give back to, to kids who are aspiring for certain things, um, anything I can help with, I, I'd appreciate it. So thanks again for the opportunity, Brian. I, I appreciate it. Thanks to Chelsea for coming on the show so much great insight to share hopefully the nfl schedule will be a real thing not just fantasy land and we can all enjoy her work in 2020 because i even though i'm not a pittsburgh steelers fan right now i would drive to pittsburgh in order to watch an nfl game actually happen i would do that because i want to see sports <laughs> really really bad thanks to listen for thanks for listening everyone if you get a chance please rate and review this show wherever you listen it helps us remain high in the podcast ratings and rankings which brings in new listeners and helps me get the best possible guests for all of you and it's wonderful for my ego all right stay safe out there we are closer every day to sports returning so stay positive positive.